Thanks for tuning in to today's Daily Drive with Lake Point Church, a daily dose of God's Word for your morning drive. When the Word, not the world, becomes the majority of your week, your life will start to change. For that reason, our prayer is that God will speak to you through today's devotional. For more digital content to feed your faith, visit lakepoint.church slash daily drive. And now let's dive into today's devotional. Hey, welcome to the Daily Drive podcast. I'm Mike Bro, and we're spending a few minutes each day this week uh, talking about a guy that Jesus described as the goat. Now, there's all kinds of debate about the greatest of all time. Uh, is, it, is it Jordan or LeBron? Is it Elvis or Michael Jackson? Is it Beethoven or Mozart? Tom Brady or Joe Montana? Is it Jack Nicholas or Tiger Woods? All, all great in their own realm. And people will debate those and other names until the end of time. But according to Jesus, there really is no debate. He said this about his cousin John, commonly known as John the Baptizer. He said this in Luke 7, verse 28. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. We, we kicked this off yesterday asking, what's it, take, what's it take to be great in Jesus' eyes? I mean, what defines success? What's an enduring legacy look like? What, what does it take for the living God to label you as the goat. Well, we're going to see four things this week that I see in John's life that starts you and me on the path to greatness. And one of them is when we are content to be God's limited edition. You know, one of the qualities that Jesus loved about John is, is that he just tried to be who God made him to be. He embraced his originality. He was comfortable in his own skin. He saw himself not in a prideful or rebellious way, but he saw himself as a one-of-a-kind. As John was very unique. He was a character, unique in a lot of ways, starting with his birth. Have you ever thought about how many significant Bible characters have unusual births? Now, of course, Jesus had the most unique, born of a virgin, delivered in a smelly stable. Moses, almost murdered at birth, found floating in a basket. Samuel, Samson, bore to women who had struggled with infertility for years. Isaac's mom was 90 years old. And that was John's story. He was born to parents way too old to have children. This couple was like, you know, buying pampers with their social security checks. Zechariah and Elizabeth had given up hope until the day they got a message from God that said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. To which Zechariah responded, Yeah, right. I'll tell you right now, that's never going to happen. To which the angel Gabriel, this messenger that God sent, sent, responds with, Okay, since you didn't believe what I said, you're going to be silent, unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. I'm telling you, Zechariah, this is going to happen, but you're just going to have to shut up and wait. And that's the way it was. Elizabeth and Zechariah finally got pregnant, and he couldn't tell anybody about it. When the baby was born, friends and family members asked Elizabeth, What are you going to name him? Now, naming him after the father was a traditional expected thing to do, and she says, John. Like, what? There's no one in your entire family named John. We better ask Zechariah, because he's not going to be happy about this. And it says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 62. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again. He began praising God, and all fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. So John had a pretty unique birth. 
But then again, so was yours. Now, I don't know if you were born in a hospital or at home or maybe in a bathtub or on a boat or in the backseat of an Uber, but your birth was unlike anyone else because you are unlike anyone else. You know, David marveled at this in Psalm 139 when he wrote, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. Here's the deal. I'm a one-of-a-kind limited edition, and so are you. Did you know that God takes great delight in watching you be you? Yeah, He loves your nose, your lips, your eyes, your hair, or lack thereof. He loves your acne, your wrinkles, your bulging biceps, your love handles, your voice, your walk, your laugh. He just loves you, the unique you. His workmanship is marvelous. There is no one quite like you. Now, we are all in the process of becoming more and more like Jesus from the inside out. But even that flows out of who God designed us uniquely to be. I like the way John Ortberg says, when you allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of you, you don't just become holier, you become youier. You become God's best version of you. The fruit of the Spirit all originate from the same source. But the way that that gentleness, that peace, that love, that joy, that goodness flows through you is a little different than the way they uniquely flow through me. And they certainly uniquely flow through John. This is Jesus talking about John's uniqueness in Luke chapter 7. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. His clothes are woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. I mean, John was a different dude. He was a nonconformist and certainly a big contrast to the religious leaders of the day. They were dressed in their finest, and John was dressed in simple thrift store clothes. They were phony. He was refreshingly authentic. He was strong, weathered, outdoor guy, ate a low-carb, high-protein diet, probably had crazy long hair, was definitely counterculture and unique in just about every way. And this unique limited edition also had a unique calling on his life. His calling was to prepare the way for the Lord, the Messiah, the promised Savior, to get things ready, to get hearts ready. That was his unique calling to point people to Jesus. You know what? You have a unique calling too. We all have different gifts. We have different personality profiles. All of us are in different seasons and we have different doors of opportunity. Right now, maybe your calling is to be a great mom, to be a great dad, to prepare the way of the Lord in your kid's life. You need to see them as God's unique calling on your life right now. When my kids were little, I felt strongly called by God to do that with my life. I would get asked to go do speaking engagements and such, and I would turn them down because my rationale was, there's a lot of guys that could go do that. But there's only one who's uniquely called to be their dad. Some of you have a calling on your life right now to make a difference in the school you go to. Some of you are living out your calling in a bank, in a factory, in a studio, in a grocery store, a construction site, or the office you work at. Some of you are living out your unique calling by caring for elderly parents, or sick loved one, or, or neighbor, or friend. Some of you are sensing a calling in your life to go to some underdeveloped part of the world and just bring hope and help and a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Whatever your calling is, it's unlike anyone else's. So today, be grateful for your uniqueness and your unique opportunities and your unique calling. Like John, let the overflow of your love for God fill you with courage 
and compassion so your life also will point people to Jesus because that's what a great life looks like. See you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our Church Online Live Weekend services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Also, if this podcast was helpful to you, would you be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast to help get the word out? For more information about all digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church slash daily drive. Thank you.